On today's Locked On Texan podcast, the Houston Texans and New England, they're in the news again. Find out why. And no, you don't have to be mad. And we also speak with USC safety Isaiah Polamau on his journey to the NFL. And we end up with a very interesting conversation about what Houston should do with edge rushers or who is the best in this class. But first, Cody, it's Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Start the countdown. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Texan podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, John Soto Sports Guy Hickman, joined by Sports Illustrator's own Cody Davis. And let's go right into it. Of course, I mentioned in the cold opening that we are speaking with another NFL draftee, so that'll be a very fun conversation. But the Houston Texans and New England agree to trade. New England will be sending their fifth-round pick to the Houston Texans for the sixth and seventh round picks of this year's draft. And for Houston, they will be receiving that fifth round. Remember, they did not have a fifth round draft pick, but they will be receiving pick 170 this upcoming weekend for the 2022 draft. Now, it's very interesting, Cody, that this happens because remember on yesterday's show, and if you guys have not checked out Monday edition, please go ahead and do that. But remember we talked about Towards the end of the show, um, teams draft boards and mm-hmm. how they do their own mock draft, right? And there's an interesting clip circulating Twitter right now where Matt Rule was going through players that they may want to take mm-hmm. last year when they drafted J.C. Horn that could be available around the time where they were drafted in Carolina. <clears throat> and teams traditionally do that. They do their own mock drafts. And, you know, I mentioned on yesterday's show that, hey, guys, listen, just like we do mock drafts and we play around with player availability throughout the drafts, NFL teams do that as well. And it does seem like this move for Houston was made for two reasons. Number one, you definitely want to get a fifth-round pick. And if you're able to find a team that will give you their fifth-round pick in exchange for six and seven, you pull the trigger on that trade. And then I just can't help but think that the Houston Texans have a player – that's pretty high on their draft board that they believe that they can get around the fifth round, round pick 170. I love this trade because my only concern for the Texans going into this year's draft was the fact that they did not have a fifth round draft pick. Now that is taken care of. But John, one of my biggest takeaways from this deal is the fact that Nick Casario isn't going to downplay the undrafted free agents. And this is actually something that he had an opportunity to talk about last week during his pre-draft press conference that we all had an opportunity to sit in on and he talked about it like look there's only a certain number of players who are actually going to get drafted however when you take a look at the players who don't go drafted when you take a look at the players who are going to be free agents there are still a lot of talented players and he actually used for an example one a guy you know very well as a new england patriots fan jc jackson and 
he used that as an example and it made sense because when nick Casario was a part of the patriots um team personnel back in 2017 or 2018 i can't remember what season he took a chance on jackson jackson not only helped them win a super bowl that year but look at jc jackson now he has signed one of the biggest contracts for nfl corner to join the los angeles chargers and he's one of the top cornerbacks in the league and another thing i like about this fifth round draft pick is it does help out what the houston texas can do early in the draft right when we've looked at 3 13 and 37 there's been the conversation of wide receiver there's been the conversation of running back now you get this additional fifth round pick you can look at <clears throat> excuse me addressing some of the needs at positions that may not be as deep as a running back position, as a wide receiver position. And that may help you slide down the board in terms of, well, we don't overdraft here. Now we do have a third round pick that we can draft the player because we have this additional fifth round pick that will help us out in addressing the needs at this position. So, for example, this draft class is full of wide receivers. Hell, uh, Venus Jones out of Tennessee, uh, a, a guy that won at Senior Bowl. I think his stock started to rise at the Senior Bowl. He also ran one of the fastest 40 time. I want to say a 4 2 1, uh, between 6 1 and 6 2 out of, out of Tennessee. A great special teamer, one of those five year, five to six year players, has experience. Listen, that's a player you may want to look at drafting at wide receiver later in the draft, or you can just look at this fifth round and say, hey, now. We're not going to be forced to draft a running back early in a third or fourth round. We can wait to the fifth round. There's a player that we like that's projected in the fifth round that we'll be able to get. But now we can use this, these picks early to address offensive guard, to address the wide receiver and not overdraft on it. And so I like what Houston did, and I think it's perfectly put by you, Cody. Moving on from one of those sixth and seventh round picks, because I believe they still hold on to either an additional sixth or seventh round pick, they got, they still got two in the sixth round. Two. Okay, so moving on from those picks hmm. won't hurt the Houston Texans. You still have a couple. And are we trusting Nick Casario to do right by the Houston Texans, Houston Texans, excuse me, in terms of undrafted rookies? I think we'll be okay with him and trusting his and what he, his instinct, hmm. what he's able to do. Day to day, I have been taking the Athletic Greens AG1 powder. It has truly helped me it has helped me get better sleep it has helped me with my mental alertness and one thing that i like about it and i preach to all of my family and friends it doesn't come with a lot of the bad things that maybe other drinks may come with only one gram of sugar no gmos no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good it's also lifestyle friendly whether you're keto whether you're vegan dairy free or gluten free and they only test with the best of the best products. So a ton of people take some of these multivitamins and it's kind of important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body will absorb correctly. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. Your subscription comes with a year supply of vitamin D, which is also so important to add in your excuse me, in your lifestyle, especially during the winter months when we don't get a lot of sunlight. You cannot be what AG1 Athletic Greens can do. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year 
of supply of some immune supporting vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NFL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And while we're talking about taking care of your health, take care of your pockets a little bit. Live on the wild side with betonline.net, your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports information. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions over at BetOnline because BetOnline is where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Big announcement for the first time ever. Locked On is hosting live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft from our studios in Dallas with pick-by-pick analysis from our local team experts and draft gurus. Tune in all three days as our draft team guides you through every pick and every trade in real time. It all starts Thursday, April 28th, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Available on Locked On NFL on YouTube and on the Odyssey app. Welcome back in, everybody that's checking out the Locked On Texan podcast for this Tuesday edition. Thank you for continuously checking us out throughout the week as we go through our day-to-day prospects, our process speaking with prospects ahead of the NFL draft. And today is like no other as we are joined by USC safety Isaiah Polamau. Welcome to the Locked On Texan podcast. We're glad to have you. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, yo. Thank you for stopping by. And, you know, I want to jump right into it. Do you feel being the Hall of Fame Troy Palomalo's nephew has casted a shadow over you? Or have you been able to embrace that and use it as a motivational tool to be the best version of yourself you can be while on the field? Yeah, definitely. Um, You know, it's a little bit of both. You know, I mean, of course, having a Hall of Fame uncle, you know, it's going to be a shadow over myself. But, you know, I kind of use it as motivation and kind of just use him as a as a tool, really, you know, just asking for advice and just, you know, on how to better myself on and off the field. Isaiah, with you being a nephew of a Hall of Famer, um, can you just talk about how important was it for you to go out there on the football field and establish your own brand, establish your own name and kind of break out of your uncle's shadow? You know, that was actually something uh, I always thought about growing up and just something that I worked on myself. Just, you know, yes, that is my family and, and I love him for, you know, everything, but, uh, you know, I'm my own person. You know, I try to create my own my own style of play, try to, you know, just be myself. And, uh, you know, like I said before, I just kind of use him as a tool and just, you know, nitpick his brain and ask him questions about why he did certain things, you know, and just, you know, try to mimic what he does. Mm. Now, with you being part of USC, um, your school, they have an opportunity to just dominate this draft with the number of prospects that you guys have entering the 2022 NFL draft. Um, can you talk about your experience playing alongside several of these prospects, especially with you being a safety, playing alongside defensive back Chris Steele and Isaac Taylor Stewart? You know, it was even in practice, like these guys just do some of the some of the most out of world things, you know, uh, you know, just having them on the field. It's like I don't even have to worry about, you know, anything, honestly. It's just I'm worried about the run, you know. So having those guys just lock down their sides of the field, it's, it's honestly a blessing. That way I can just focus on myself and 
focus on what I got to do. How good is Drake London? He's he's so legit. Uh, he does, you know, everything that you see on the field on game day. He does that plus more in practice. You know, he's he's such a hard worker, and he, uh, you know, I'm excited to see how he does, and I just know he's gonna shine. Now, do a go back and circle towards you. We're talking to you right now. We're talking to Isaiah. Six four, very versatile. Can play the run well. Can line up on the line of scrimmage. Great football IQ. A talented, athletic ability. Do you feel as though you are not getting the looks you should ahead of this year's draft? Because 2019, you put up numbers. I think uh, over 70 tackles, four interceptions, with a handful of pass deflections. You balled that year. I think COVID and then a lot of just things happened afterwards. You're a very great player. Have you felt slighted a little bit? Uh, you know, a little bit. I mean, um, you know, with this past season, it wasn't being my best season. But, you know, I kind of use that as motivation just because, you know, a lot of people are doubting me or, you know, are disappointed in how I did this past year. Or, you know, just have their own reasons for, you know, not really liking me. So uh, I use that as a motivation, kind of put a chip on my shoulder and just, you know, just put my head down and grind. Because, honestly, I like being the underdog. I don't mind it. You know, it's when I show up and I surprise everybody and they're all, I'm the talk of the town and all this, you know, I, I kind of like that, you know, coming from nothing up to something. So how important has the draft process been? Pro day, combines, everything, workouts, getting to know different teams, and I'm sure teams have reached out to you. How important has it been for you to showcase what you're absolutely able to do and more on the field? You know, it's everything. I mean, uh, actually being out there at pro day and going to different uh, teams and trying out for their teams, you know, it's, it's honestly been just a blessing. And being able to showcase what I'm able to do and being able to, you know, sit down and talk ball with some of the coaches, like just to show them that I'm able to, you know, talk ball all day. Uh, it's It's been awesome, honestly. You know, a lot of people don't really know, you know, how well I know the game or don't know how well I'm able to, you know, perform. So, being able to do all that it was was awesome honestly Isaiah you you know we opened up this segment talking about your uncle who is one of the greatest defensive players that this league has ever seen but who are some of the other people that were able to help you get to where you are today uh definitely my coaches I'll say that for sure and then some of the older fellas on the team um Marvell Tell uh Biggie Marshall you know some of those guys they just took me under their wing and you know, show me the ropes, uh, help me understand defense, help me understand why we do certain things. And uh, Clancy Pendergast, he was my first defensive coordinator. He definitely helped me a lot, you know, just understanding defense as a whole and, you know, kind of just uh, furthering along my, my IQ about football. Hmm. You mentioned that you like being an underdog. You know, with the NFL draft coming up, you're going to have an opportunity to get your name called. Is there anything about your game you're going to dive into to make sure that which, whichever team take a chance on you is getting the Isaiah that we saw, I believe it was in 2020, versus the Isaiah that we saw in 2021? Yes, sir. Uh, I think just working on my ball hawking skills, uh, I think that's one thing that could definitely improve because last year I didn't uh, really showcase those skills, you know, so – I think um, definitely showing that I'm able to start in the middle of the field and get to sideline to sideline is, is something that I definitely want to work on and have been working on. <clears throat> I would like to talk to you about what goes into your play recognition skills. Now, you just mentioned, you know, getting better being a ball hawk. 
when you look at safety and when you look at being a football player, there's so many small details in the game that can really emphasize and impact, rather, the, the outcome. Things like dissecting the play at the line of scrimmage, which I've seen you do, uh, timing routes when you're defending routes, and your overall instincts, what goes into that? How are you able, from a little league playing football to where you are now, how have you been able to grow that instinct? You know, growing up and, and just kind of being uh, a younger dude, just being more talented than other people, that's kind of what it was. But as I got older and started playing high school and college, you know, I realized that it was more of a mental game. And that comes along with film study. Uh, that's one thing that I, I kind of lock in on the most, um, especially during the season, just because, you know, if you know a play and you've seen a play before, that you could, you know, play with the quarterback. And that's what it is. It's a chess game with the quarterback. You're just playing a game within a game. So kind of understanding how many times a, a, a play has ran in a certain formation or just little things like that can help you tremendously. So that's something I kind of look for. Have you been one of those players to stick around after practice, ask coach about just getting better, let's look at some film, let's look at some tape, let's dissect it more? Is that a part of what you put into uh, to be the best version of yourself? Yes, sir. Uh, I like to get along with some of my other guys, you know, Greg Johnson, ITS, and uh, Chris Steele. You know, they're all guys in the league uh, or getting ready for the draft now. But we all kind of, you know, sit down and just talk ball. You know, we'll just be going over plays. We'll just be at somebody's house, you know, just chilling, playing video games, and then all of a sudden somebody pull up a phone looking at film, and now we all mm -hmm. sitting there talking about the talking about the game or, you know, if this guy does this, then I'm going to do this, then you can have, me, have my back right here. You know, it's kind of just talking out ball, and, you know, when everybody's on the same page, it's just, you know, there's no stopping us. Isaiah, what goes into – a good and a great safety because here down here in the city of Houston, we only have one decent safety. He, he, go, he goes by the name of Justin Reed. I don't know if you know him, but he departed in free agency. Now there's this yeah. big hole that we are trying to see how are the Houston Texans are going to feel. So as someone who established himself as one of the best safeties on the collegiate level, can you just explain to me and the listeners what goes into a great safety? Uh, honestly, to me, I think the best safeties out there are ones that can be versatile. You know, they can line up in the box. They can play in the zone, play in the flat, or they can play in the post you know, someone that can kind of do it all. You know, there's a couple guys out there that come to mind, like Harrison Smith, Darren James, you know, mm. just to name a couple. But, mm. you know, uh, just being able to do it all, you know, line up over a tight end, guard him, like play in the run, like just being able to do it all, like I said, is is what makes somebody great. Like if you look at my uncle, he was able to line up on the line of scrimmage and just take off, cover the half of the field. Like, you know, so – like I said before, uh, playing the chess match with the quarterback and being able to do it all, kind of just the overall package. You know, I, I have to ask this because it happened after you are able to play football. Are you a little jealous you can get the opportunity to have Lincoln Raleigh as your head coach? <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. Like, uh, <laughs> just seeing the type of energy and seeing the type of uh, talking to some of the guys on the team, you know, it's it's just a different energy and it's a uh, different type of momentum that he's bringing along with him, you know. Um, and a new house. And a, and a, and a yeah. house, too. So. Yeah, sure that. <laughs> but, yeah, no, nah, he seems like a really good guy, and uh, I'm really excited to see how they do. Isaiah, last question before getting out of here. Um, once again, NFL draft is in the next couple of days. 
If an NFL scout runs across Locked On Texans, they see your name, they're listening, they're liking everything that you said up, up until this point. If you could make one last pitch to that NFL scout, what would it be? Man, I'm the same person every day. You know, you're not going to get anything different. Uh, I'm a guy that just comes in and I'm always smiling. You're always going to get that from me. I'm always going to be smiling, always going to be happy, ready to go. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Isaiah Polamau, thank you for stopping by the Locked On Texan podcast. We truly appreciate it. Before we go, uh, if you're comfortable, where can any of our listeners or viewers or just lovers of football find your uh, social media, whether it's Twitter or Instagram? Uh, it's just my name, Isaiah Polamau, on both Instagram and Twitter. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and give you that follow right now. <laughs> and uh, I'll give everybody the time to me. I need that follow back, brother, you know. <laughs> I want to yeah, I I mention you whenever you get drafted. I want to say, hey, you know, shout out to you for wherever you're going. So I'm going to go ahead and get that uh, get that following right now, brother. But thank you for stopping by Locked On Texas, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate y'all. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why? Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and save money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? And Rock Auto is a family business serving do-yourselfers do for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on Texans in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Thanks for making Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans. And on yesterday, we closed out the show talking about the possibility of Aiden Hutchinson falling to number three to the Houston Texans. It was just a fun discussion to have because nine times out of ten, if he doesn't go number one, he's definitely going number two to the Detroit Lions. But, John, a more realistic conversation I think we should have is at number three. Who should the Houston Texans prefer, Jermaine Johnson or Kevon Thibodeau? Mm-hmm. And the reason why we're talking about this, just like we stated on yesterday's show and just like we stated ever since we heard Lovey Smith talk about this on March 2nd at the NFL Combine, the defensive line is the engine to his defense. And I know we talked a lot about Derek Stanley. We talked a lot about um, Amon Sauce Gardner. But I really do believe there is a real possibility that the Houston Texans will take a defensive lineman with that number three overall pick. And, yeah. John, I think the biggest, most important conversation, if that's the route the Houston Texans should take, is who you would prefer to see, Johnson or Thibodeau? Man, this is one of those conversations. Again, like yesterday, it's kind of hard. 
to talk about it when we don't necessarily at this time know how Houston is ranking players on their big board in the war room. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like, I, I loved, excuse me, the tape. I fell in love with the tape of Jermaine Johnson. This is just me. I think Jermaine Johnson can be a very great for a very long time player in the NFL. And I say that because not only is he able to get after the quarterback, but he's very good at squeezing down the line of scrimmage and getting involved in the run game, providing run support from that edge position. Doesn't shy away from it. And I also first found out about him and started following him on Hmm. Last Chance U. By the way, this will be the highest drafted player from Last Chance U. I don't know if he's going to cut them a check or not, but – uh, maybe he should because Netflix is losing subscribers as we speak. But uh, anyways, back to the question. But when I look at Thibodeau, I, I think Thibodeau has a potential to be an all-world pass rusher. Hmm. And when you have an opportunity to be one of the perennial 10-plus sacks a year guy, that does wonders for your defense traditionally. And it helps out other players on an offensive line, on a defensive line, and the defense in total. And so it's hard for me to pick. It's hard for me to pick because I think Jermaine Johnson does a better job in getting involved with run support. But Thibodeau, especially when he was healthy, at one point was very unblockable to see. Like, and so I, I think Thibodeau is a player that Houston should roll with if they choose to go D lineman at three overall. Because you made the case for Thibodeau, I'm going to make the case for Johnson. But what I would want to say is this, and it's something that started catching my eye over the last couple of weeks when you're comparing Thibodeau, Johnson. I even throw Aiden Hutchinson in this as well. I think Jermaine Johnson might be the most NFL-ready defensive lineman out of the three, and I think he's also the more consistent. And what I mean by consistent is, you know, when you take a look at Aiden Hutchinson, you know, his first, what, two, three years wasn't that good. Then all of a sudden last year, he just exploded onto the scene. Kevon Thibodeau always been a guy at Oregon you have to keep your eye out on. You have to really make sure that you go in a game plan for him the way he could wreak havoc in the trenches. But at the same time, John, as you just alluded to, the injury factor. Even though I don't think this should be counted against against him, there are people questioning his motor given his personality. When you take a look at Jermaine Johnson, you know, after his freshman season, I mean, in 2021 in seven games, this man recorded five sacks. Last year, 11 and a half. And I think Thibodeau and Hutchison has the more overall star potential, which, by the way, the Houston Texans do need some star they potential do as well. Need a star. <laughs> but I think if you're just looking for a guy who's going to come in, go to work, and and help John Gennard get after the quarterback on the opposite side of that defensive line, I, I I would love to see them go at Jermaine Johnson. But once again, like I've been saying almost every single day on this show. This is why the 2022 NFL Draft is A, so much fun for the Houston Texans, and B, so important because, like I mentioned, there's no generational talent. But at the same time, this is a deep draft class where you can get multiple holes surrounded around your around this team field. And I, I would like to disagree with – I think there are some generational talents in this year's Generational? Draft. Like generational as in this is a can't miss at can't pick miss. number one, pick number two, pick number three. Like think about it, John. 
the NFL draft is two days away, and nobody still knows who is going to be number one. It's it's not locked. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. Let me not. Let me let me let me. Okay, let me let me walk back. There is a generation. Let me walk that back. Uh, but I think there are some potential all pros, like year in, year out, pro bowlers and all pro players in this year's draft. And, and, I, and I think, considering the amount of players that don't actually make it to the league, considering the amount of players that make it in the league, generational can be a very big umbrella for the amount of players that are year in and year out pro bowlers, year in and year out uh, first and second team all pros and things like that. Over like great, always overachieving top three and top five at their position. There's not a lot of players that do that. I think that's generational, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. that's just me. Thank you guys for checking out today's show of the Locked On Texas podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube at Locked On Texas. Be ready to type us in, like, comment, subscribe, the whole nine. And then make sure you are subscribing on our to the podcast. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify, wherever you are listening to your podcast. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.